Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I am your host, Billy Pollyhan, and with me, as always, is the um, Joaquin to my Alejandro, or Alejandro to my Joaquin, Mr. Mm-hmm. Raul Rodriguez. I soy Alejandro de la, Ve- de la Vega de la Hoya Cardenal. <laughs> ah, he- and Raul, as always, in with the flu, but today we're going to do something really new. We're going to do 90s movies. Yeah, 90s blockbusters and their subsequent sequels because we're probably never going to be able to cover them. So yeah. I figured let's just cover them. So it's going to be another one with a lot of movies, but it's not as much because well, we have four weeks instead of five. Yeah, well, Billy wants to do like Phase 4 on Marvel, just cramming. We're cramming a lot. <laughs> Don't worry. Next month is going to be we're going to go down to one movie per week again. Yay! <laughs> yeah, we already got that decided because next month is my birthday month. But mm-hmm. we're here to talk about the month that you guys voted for. So thank yes. you. So from here from PBS viewers like you, thank you. Ah, uh, so yes, thank you so much for all fifteen of you. But yes, today we're gonna do the Mass of Sorrow and the sequel, The Legend of Sorrow. We're gonna not talk about that one as much. Mm-hmm. We're mainly here to talk about the Mask of Zorro. Imagine in like 20, 40 years, there's going to be a new Batman movie where Batman and his parents get out of watching the Mask of Zorro. And then the Martha and, and the father of Bruce Wayne, they get killed. You mean they Thomas? Thomas, thank you. They get killed. Again. Again. And then we see the Teen Titans go, people yes. in the background just pushing them in front pushing of Pushing Martha <laughs> with the pearls. If you guys didn't uh, see Teen Titans go to the movies, I just spoiled the probably the best joke in that movie. It's the best joke in the movie. And that's already a movie with a lot of good jokes. But we had to talk about it because Zorro is the inspiration for Batman. Yeah, Bob Kane or Bob Kane and Bill Finger, mm-hmm. I should say, because Bill Finger does deserve credit. Um, both got that inspiration from Batman, the masked vigilante, the mm-hmm. sort of Batcave. Here, it's literally like Batman, the original Batman is training like Dick Grayson or Nightwing or something. Like um, that Batman in the future? I forgot the title of that show. Oh, Batman Beyond, yeah. Yeah, like Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. So Alejandro Murrieta is Terry McGinnis. Yes. Huh. You You never knew. And Diego mm-hmm. de la Vega is Bruce Wayne, older Bruce Wayne. It was Kevin Conroy in the show, right? Yes, the late Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah, Watch rest it. in peace. But yeah, also like, uh, I only knew the thing, uh, the only thing I knew about Zorro before watching this movie when I was nine years old, I did so randomly in, a, I forgot what cable channel was, it, but it was Zorro the Gay Blade. So I saw that <laughs> movie first. Which it, I I thought that was a fake title, no, but, but it's no, a it's a it's a real movie, and yes, it is called the Gay Blade. Yeah, and so I then I saw the Mass of Sorrow, and I'm like, ah, this is completely different to that movie that I saw before. And then after I saw Mass of Sorrow, I knew that Sorrow first was a lot of comics. And then yes, that, it was uh, created in 1919, so mm-hmm. it is very old. Mm-hmm. I think it's older than Tarzan. Ooh, yeah, I think it's older than Tarzan. Wasn't Tarzan like 1925 or something? Hold on. Just uh, you can start talking about 
the movie because yeah, so. I don't I, I need to know if this history is correct. Yes. Because you are from Mexico, so and you've taught me some Mexican history. Is this true that towards the eighteen hundreds uh they were fighting to get rid of Spanish control? Yes. So uh talking about Mexico's independence Mexico's Independence Day in 16th of September of 1810. That's when the the independence of Mexico started by Miguel Hidalgo. And also for you Americans, Cinco de Mayo now is not our Independence Day. It's the 16th of September, 15 and 16. So between 1810 and I think 1825, if I remember my history correctly, that was like all our process from getting rid of Spain and all of the Spaniards. That's the equivalent of America getting rid of the British. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have a full on revolutionary war like America did, but they essentially they just kicked out Spain and were mm-hmm. like whatever. And all they really had left was Florida from America. <laughs> That's why there's a That's lot true. of Spanish influence there. True. I mean, come on. Um, and architecture and stuff. And that's why there's a lot of people that speak in Spanish there. Mm-hmm. There and California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, also think like, that's it cool thing about Sorrow too. And like you said, like Tarzan. Isn't it technically also Sorrow technically is probably, it's already public domain, right? It is public domain. Yeah, so. Because it's so old. And by the way, Tarzan is older. That was oh. 1914. Ah, cool. But either way, it's amazing how two characters like that, and they're still getting made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like fa- it's like those one. it's like uh, fairy certain fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of amazing. Didn't we got a Tarzan movie a few years ago with directed by David Yates and Samuel Jackson was the villain? Oh yes, yes, Alexander Skarsgård Tarzan. Where he got absolute yes, she yes. was Jane. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Skarsgård, who got in, I didn't know a man could get in that good of a shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, in 1821, the Mexican army is on the verge of liberating its country from Spanish colonial rule. And this is literally the synopsis that the the, the text that they show. Oh, but the very first thing is it's a black uh, background with just the Batman return or the Batman original batman series uh light yeah. in the back the spanish guitar just goes and we see this masked figure zorro come out and then unsheath the sword and makes the big z that's the whole thing is that's his uh his trademark is he makes and, the z and now for another trademark of the 90s because we're talking about the 90s the tristar logo with the horse and i'm like yay the horsey i saw so many movies <laughs> with that horse i was like yay Either Columbia or TriStar. Yes. It's one of those two. And then, like I said, in 1821, the Mexican army is on the verge of liberating its country from Spanish colonial rule. In the area of Las Californias, the ruthless Spanish governor, Don Rafael Montero, is about to be overthrown. And what he does is he holds an execution for four men, and we see two boys, one named Joaquin, the other Alejandro. Mm-hmm. They get chastised by a padre, which is a, a Spanish monk. And they're just like, they're waiting for Zorro to come. And Zorro in Spanish means fox. Yeah. But also, I love that. 
we got so many fast information about how Don Rafael is because he immediately just wants to kill those random people just to send a message to Zoro. But he does have somewhat of a heart because he said, get the children out of here. The children should not have to see what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Which he says that to Don Luis, played by Tony Amendola, Geppetto from Once Upon a Time. I know that's what you were thinking. Yes, yes. But I also know him as uh, Eno Cordova in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, He's one of those actors that you've definitely seen. He's been in a lot of stuff. And he's always looked the same, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love when you when the two children they see Sorrow from afar and it's Anthony Hopkins and then he starts uh, he does it sh- and I'm like Marlino's like oh I have an idea <laughs> and then we see Sorrow showing up and he starts having fighting with Don Rafael and I was like oh, well you killed three innocent men to kill me and I love Don Rafael I will kill a hundred men to kill you I was like I was like damn. It's hilarious that these two are supposed to be playing Spanish people. Mm -hmm. They're both English. Yes. Yes. Sir Anthony Hopkins, obviously Hannibal Lecter. And the other one is named Stuart Wilson, a character actor. Um, I love that who they could have gotten in these roles. Anthony Hopkins, you got to understand, he had just come back from hurting his back. Mm -hmm. And he could have never done an action movie again, but he got surgery on his back and ended up okay. And when they offered him this role, Mm -hmm. it was actually, he was the last one cast because initially I believe that Sean Connery was supposed to take the role. Oh, that would have made sense. Yeah. And, uh, Raul Julia would have also taken the role, but he had died. Oh, that would have been cool. I would have seen Raul Julia as, uh, Rafael Montero. That would have been awesome. That would have been interesting, yes. That would have been good. Well, he's actually... Well, he's Mexican, but he's Latino. And uh, Anthony Hopkins jumped at the chance to do it because he just wanted to be in an action movie. Mm-hmm. Just who they get... Uh, the people they got considered for these roles is pretty awesome. We'll talk about more... Two more characters, but... Uh, mm-hmm. For... Don Rafael, Armand DeSante was initially going to be uh, the lead, but they also considered Sam Shepard, Lance Henriksen, Edward James Olmos, oh. S- Scott Glenn, and Giancarlo Gianni as the Don, which that's mainly white actors. Edward James Olmos would have... Edward James know, Olmos would have been pretty good. You know who I've been the cool... Mad, uh, Jimmy Smith. Of course. <laughs> Jimmy Smith, Danny Trejo, or Cheech Marin, right? Yeah, I was like, weren't those three available? <laughs> no, but uh, what happens... We get a very creative action scene. Yes. By the way, th- there's a lot of creative action stuff. Um, the boys hit some soldiers with... Uh, I think some... Uh, An angel bricks? statue. Oh, yes, it was the angel statue. Not and a weeping angel. No. And then Zoro, he goes up and he doesn't kill the Don. He just marks him with mm-hmm. a Z, a small Z on his neck. And he says, uh, 
token to remember Raphael. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what? Because he called him by his first name. Yeah. That's his, t- that was the tell. Mm-hmm. And then he rides off and we get the awesome. And then he goes to his sorrow cave. Oh no, he also gave his silver medallion to Joaquin. Yes. Why uh, Joaquin? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. But he was just like, I congratulate you both. Mm-hmm. Now I must, I'm late for my own party. And then he goes to the back cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sorrow cave. The and cave. then he, he goes to the, soil, to the sorrow cave. And then, <coughs> then he's telling a story to his baby girl, Elena. He's telling the story of what just happened. And it's just in a very beautiful way. And then and Elena, that's the baby, and the mom is Esperanza. And then we see that they're both so happy. And I'm like, and then Esperanza was like, a, oh, have you have done so much for the town? When are you going to stop doing this for us? I was like, a, I'm pretty sure I, we're going to be happy. No one is going to know about my identity. And then the irony Don Rafael shows up with his army and he's just like, oh, Don Rafael, in my own home. What an honor. And he's just like, yeah, nice try, Zorro. And he also knows it's Zorro because he he hurt his arm and he uh, squeezed his arm in the same place to know it the, was injured. The Spider-Man thing from the arm. He's clipped by a bike messenger. Yeah. <laughs> But what happens is we get a sword fight. A lot of great sword fighting as well. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the music. That's James Horner. Oh, the late James like, Horner's music. Nice. And, and I was like, I saw uh, you The same me. armor that did Pirates of the Caribbean did the swords Ooh. for this movie. Nice. I could definitely see that. I was like, I'm sorry to leave you without a husband. And I love what Don Rafael says, blood never lies, sorrow. He notices the scar. Yeah, he was also just like, I'm... Uh, he was in love with Esperanza, and mm-hmm. to be fair, she is very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a gun gets fired; it wakes the baby, and then the lieutenant fires the gun, and it it kills Esperanza as she guards her husband. And then Raphael just stabs him immediately, and he just goes, "I was never going to have uh, any harm brought on her." Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have protected her, and he's just like, and Diego is just like, she was never yours to uh, to keep. To have. To have. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then the Rafa said, I want you to suffer what I have suffered, and I want you to lose everything. And then Don Rafael burns the whole mansion, the whole, the whole, the whole De La Vega mansion. He's like, let me see her, let me see my daughter again. And he's like, no, you were never going to see her again. And then, uh, and then the Rafa was like, she has her mother's eyes. J.K. Ryan was like, ooh, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then and everything then... goes on fire. And I'm like, I told Billy because there's like, the, the, the whole mansion going on fire remind me of the Wayne mansion going on fire in Batman Begins. Seeing the Batcave in Batman Begins. The training scene of Liam Neeson and, and Bruce Wayne in the ice part here is in a circular where we go into that moment in, with Anthony Hawkins. And I'm like, did Christopher Nolan took a lot of notes from this? Because <laughs> there's some a lot of stuff here. But yeah, and then we see 20 years later, and we see Joaquin and Alejandro. They're kind of like uh, chained up 
We Alejandro like now played by our lead actor Antonio Banderas. Banderas. We just can't seem to get enough of Antonio Banderas we recently. We have done a lot of Antonio Banderas. Yes, and other actors that were considered were uh, because he will end up being spoiler alert. He is Zorro, mm-hmm. um, Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. Andy Garcia, yeah. Mark Anthony. Ooh. Joaquim del Almeida and Cheyenne, the singer. Oh, that would have been interesting. <sighs> yeah, I I think they did a very good job casting. Yeah, they, 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 they got a good decision right there. Yeah, and uh, well, they run a scam together mm-hmm. with Three Finger Jack, who. That actor did a lot of Sam Peckinpah movies, and he's the guy that made a very dark um, movies um, like Straw Dogs and stuff mm. like that. But essentially, they run a scam where it's just like, oh, they're going to collect the money, but then they turn the tables. And what they do to the soldiers also is hilarious, but also painful because they strip them naked and put them to chain them to a cactus plant. Yeah, and they're pretty fucked up. And their dicks are so close to the cactus, and I'm like, ooh. Oh god. This this series has a weird thing with cactus. Uh, yes. Hurting people with cactus. And then um and then we see the other people, the others I was like, is there technically Spaniards, right? Captain Love and the other people? Ah, Yes, and Captain Love, the American Cavalry, played by the Reverse Flash himself. Yeah, uh, well, what he actually looks like. Because this guy uh, always ends up playing bad guys. I don't know why, but he just, he does. And he is essentially the stand-in for the the General Custer. For me, wait, wait, wait. The reverse flash in the movie that's going to happen? No, no, no. The reverse flash in the Flash TV show. Like what he actually looks like. He's not Tom Cavanaugh. He's the other guy. The other guy. Is that guy? Yes. Oh, wow. For me, you know who that guy reminded me of? This guy in this movie? He looks like a a lost brother of Kenneth Branagh. He kind (laughs) of looks like Kenneth Branagh. Like Kenneth Branagh in the 80s. Or Kenneth Branagh in Wild Wild West. Yes, that too. <laughs> no, but what happens is they are they're gonna get captured, and Jack, who's three finger Jack, gets shot, mm-hmm. but he's still alive. And then what happens is Joaquin gets shot, like he gets wounded, and he gives the silver medal to Alejandro. And essentially, what happens is he gets captured, but before. He knows he's going to get executed. He just shoots himself right in the chest and kills himself no, to no, no. knock him the pleasure. No, Nakin and Brana was going to capture him and Joaquin makes Alejandro to run away. But Alejandro doesn't have the necklace yet. So when Captain... Oh, Marvel's yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. He, he does that after they uh, get rid yeah. of the head. Yeah, so Captain Love was about to kill Joaquin and Joaquin was like, I'm not going to give you the honor of killing me. And then he kills himself but still Captain Love behests him, and when he behests him, that's when we see the necklace flying away with blood. And yes. so then, then Alejandro grabs the necklace. Yeah, and then 
I believe this is when Diego Wait. escapes from jail looking like more like Odin. Yeah, and also I like that thing when Don Rafael is trying to look for, for De La Vega and I was like, a, who here was Zorro? And I love a lot of people says, I am Zorro. Oh, you, I mean am the, you mean the Spartacus thing? Yeah. <laughs> I am Spartacus. Yeah, and he ends up, he's going to kill uh, Don Rafael. And he meets up with the other Dons. One of them, by the way, Don Pedro, played by Pedro Armanderas Jr., the son of legendary actor Pedro Armanderas, mm-hmm. who is along with, he was one of the biggest stars from Mexico ever. Like he's yeah, a classic he film a of, star. He's a classic film star and telenovela star. This was his son. Mm-hmm. But Pedro Armanderas is also in the movie. He is. He he's is. one of the dons. Or no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. His yeah. son. Yeah, his son. Mm-hmm. And he's going to assassinate him. And Don Rafael looks terrible. He's wearing a lot of rouge, and his hair is just my god. Yeah, and when <laughs> it looks watching... like whenever I try to grow my hair out, it's it's not good. And when I was watching the movie again, I, I told Billy, and I'm like, when the, this thing happened, I'm against Spartacus and the whole thing in the prison. I'm like, this is a kind of Monte Cristo. Well, like, there's a lot of from the kind of Monte Cristo in this movie. There involves treasure, a lot of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Multiple parties were um, involved. Mm-hmm. It's very Count of Monte Cristo. It's a good revenge story, but this, that's why this movie works as well. It's just a telenovela, mm-hmm. of course. You could say that about any drama, but I just say it I just I told you this many Raul years ago in the podcast. Shakespeare... Is the main inspiration from a lot of movies, comics, books, and whatever. From Shakespeare, then we get telenovelas, and then we get everything else. I That's mean, why everything will get reminded yeah. of you of a telenovela. So it all goes back to Shakespeare. Yeah, goes back to Shakespeare. <laughs> but we meet Elena, now older, and she is unbelievably beautiful because she is Catherine Zeta-Jones. T-Mobile's Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> I think this is the first time that we're talking about her as well. Yeah. And this is how old I am. I remember that she was the spokesperson for T-Mobile. <laughs> yep. Oh, and this is before yeah. she got married to Michael Douglas, right? I believe it was. Yeah. That caused a whole controversy because of the age thing, but who mm-hmm. cares? Anyway, the people that were considered were uh, Isabella Skor- uh, Skorupko, who was the girl from GoldenEye. Mm. Uh, Judith Godereshi, I'm not sure. Oh, she's French. Selma Hayek, Shakira, and Jennifer Lopez. They all, all these actresses screen tested. Wow, Jay, that been interesting. interesting. And this is also the movie that gave Catherine Zeta Jones a list status yes. at the time. Because after this movie, Catherine Zeta Jones was almost in everything for 10 years. Yes, and she was an unknown. Mm-hmm. They literally got her because she did a Titanic miniseries that Martin Campbell saw and really enjoyed. Oh, no, Spielberg recommended her because mm-hmm. I forgot Amblin also this is an Amblin movie. Uh, produced it. Makes sense if you really think about it. Spielberg does like fantasies. Mm-hmm. But she comes in and uh, she also has a particular flower that she likes. Like Romania? Yeah, Romania. Which is also a country. But then we get um, Diego, he sees Alejandro drinking, and he's going to sell off the medallion, and then he's just like, where did you get that? 
and he's going to kill Captain Love, who is there, but he kicks his ass mm-hmm. very easily, too. He's just like, I've never lost a fight. And he just goes, except to an old man just now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no, I can teach you how to harness your rage and all of that stuff. And I can teach you how to be Batman the night. And then we get our Batman Begins training montage. A lot I of great. The thing that uh, he says, when the pupil is ready, that's when the master will appear. And I'm like, damn, that's a good line. And I saw a comment section on this in YouTube, but somebody said, this is what I wish Luke was like in The Last Jedi. Ah, okay. But here's my counterpoint. Luke Skywalker was never Diego de la Vega. Diego is very calm, focused. He is very much like a Jedi. Mm -hmm. He is patient. Luke was never these things. He was just sort of forced to do those things, which is why it works in The Last Jedi. And yeah, it would have been cool to see Luke like this training Rey, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it was different. I love that even every single thing that is not even related to Star Wars, there's always someone commenting about The Last Jedi. True, <laughs> but I could see where that comparison uh, well, comes up. In, th- in this case, it makes sense. I'm pretty sure if you ask George Lucas, I'm pretty sure he will not deny that he got inspired from Sora to when he wrote the original Star Wars. Oh yeah, because he grew up with those adventures. Yeah, he grew up watching those adventure movies too. And we're almost a half hour into this and we're barely into this movie. That's how much we we love just rambling on. But essentially well, what happens is we get a training montage, mm-hmm. a lot of funny moments, and then... Alejandro decides to try to take up the um, mantle of Zorro. By the way, he, he had a big bushy beard and long curly hair, and he gets it trimmed, and it looks better now. He still yeah, got so like Don the... De La Vega makes him take a bath. Yeah, he's just cover. like first. We need to we need to, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna do that. He's um he he finds this black stallion that uh resembled his old horse tor tornado tornado yes tornado. not tornado not tornado but tornado no 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 it's tornado it's like oh, you tornado. Say tornado okay yeah still uh his, his batmobile essentially mm-hmm. He's the, the black horse and during this he encounters elena and she immediately has doomy eyes to him like oh wow he's so mm-hmm. handsome and then there's a funny scene when he's escape, escaping Captain Love. He, of course, goes to a church and he hides in the confessional booth because the Padre is like, Zorro, you're back. Because Zorro is the people's champion. Yes. As well. It's that old quote from Gladiator, which is you win the crowd and or win the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, and they you, will never forget you. They will never forget you. I love that the father says immediately, I was like, oh, my God, you had never aged a day. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you give me center, please? Yeah, so he hides in the confession, and Elena is just there to confess her sins because I guess she had impure thoughts about this man. He's just like, "Oh, okay, what? He's probably handsome. I don't know. He, the top half of his face was covered, but there's something about him that I just can't get it out." And he's just like, "Just follow your heart, my child, and <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be fine." Because obviously, he took one look at Catherine Zeta Jones and. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and I love when he escapes. That we, I love this little thing that he cannot. The, tro- the horse doesn't trust him, and he 
jumps up from the church and the horse moves and so he landed on the floor instead of landing on the horse ah that old trick and we also get the uh, classic comic um slapstick with like the super big guy that reminded me of like bluto from popeye and then he smashes his face in with cannonballs and he spits out all his teeth like well, like it's a looney tunes cartoon and he shoots a, a cannon at them I it's know, great it's also a staple because it reminded me of all adventure movies also like indiana jones have us the same indy always goes after a big guy in every movie it's true it's true mm-hmm. it's it's pays respect or tribute to the old serials mm-hmm. that zorro was very much a part of and he steals the horse and then we cut to diego who also decided to trim down and stuff get a very girly mm-hmm. haircut he is whipping out candle flames like yep. with a whip he's very very proficient with a whip he could give indiana jones a run for his money mm-hmm. and he is just like you think stealing a horse and blowing up uh, a building makes you zorro you did it for selfish reasons he's like you think you just put on a mask and you're uh, worthy of zorro he's a servant of the people he's not a thief and he's not an adventurer like you and then diego is just like okay but i challenge you draw your weapon and what he does is he just gets a spoon and he's like you've gotten this far alejandro and your skills have improved which they have very mm-hmm. much and he's like but there is one thing that you need you need to get montero's trust so he could tell you mm-hmm. his evil plan and you have something that i can i don't know if i can teach you this charm i gotta teach you how to be bruce wayne yeah gentleman you convince him that you're a gentleman and then you can get in his inner circle and he's like this is gonna take a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) but we don't see it you just cut to him looking fine Mm-hmm. too like he's got a thinner mustache but his hair is all slicked back and he's got this awesome blue uh vest mm-hmm. and anthony hopkins now looks like anthony hopkins he got rid of the stupid facial hair and he's got a little ponytail as well and he's pretending to be a servant bernardo yes and then he goes to the party of don rafael and they all get introduced to each other and i love that he's like a Oh, what, what is your name? I was like, oh, yes. I was like, uh, oh, I want to meet you so much, Mr. Montero. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, oh, wow. And I was like, uh, but what family you come from? I come from this family. We have a lot of money. Oh, I have heard of that guy. And I love that they put that in the background that Anthony Hopkins, is just his head is right here, right, just leaning down like, oh, I hope that he doesn't And they actually me. bring up the fact that... Uh, Alejandro asks, won't Montero recognize you? And he says, no, he never looks the servant directly in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Because he knows him that much. He yeah. has that much confidence that he is literally right there in front of him, too. Mm-hmm. And I love that he's just like, oh, and you're a man of vision. And then, again, Antonio Banderas, Alejandro, he's got a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And he just goes... I am a man in search of vision. And then you see uh, Diego just give a little smirk like, oh, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously charms Elena. He does this cool trick with a red rose where he just pulls it out of the hand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's smooth. 
And then they get a Simsy dancing. Oh, as he's talking uh, with the inner circle and also just roasting the shit out of Captain Love, who's mm-hmm. there as well. And yes, we do get dance fucking, as I call it. It is a very steamy sexual dance. And it's weird that Anthony Hopkins is also like, or Diego is encouraging that. Like, he's like, ha. But Alejandro is also a very good dancer. Mm-hmm. We get a nice, uh, I don't know what kind of dance that is, but you got the traditional band and everything. And it's kind of like a little tango. Kind of like a little like classical, like there was a mix of a lot of it, but it looked pretty cool. It's not really a salsa, but it no. is is very much like a tango. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, Alejandro gets an invite to Don Rafael and his council, and so Don Rafael proposes that California will be the independent republic of California. And Pedro Armendariz was like, "No, we cannot fight Santana's men." He was like, "I already came up with a deal with Santana to fight California." Okay, and uh, also, who is General Santa Ana, for those that don't know? Just give a little history lesson. I don't remember a lot of the history of Santa Ana. Santa Ana, he was just a big general in, like, the late 1840s, 1850s. But, like, a good comparison would be, like, George Washington, right? Where he was the head of the Mexican army. Kinda, kinda. And then would later rule Mexico. He did, but then he also, he was responsible for the sale of Mexico to the U.S. Yes. So that's why he's really hated in Mexico. Yes. So he's essentially George Washington if he screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because before then, I guess he was like a hero. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they got independence from Spain. And he was a big mm-hmm. reason for that. But yeah, he's essentially, he's going to con him into buying his own uh land mm-hmm. because he needs money to wage war on america and he's just like well what he doesn't know is that we already got gold we found a literal gold mine mm-hmm. and we're just gonna pawn it off like we got it from spain and we're just gonna sell it to him make us rich and come and come back in favor with the spanish court okay of course and then they can conquer the entire United States. Mwahaha. Makes sense to me. It's a lot yeah. better than the second movie's plot, which gets... It gets really, really, really convoluted. I don't even know... I'm not even going to attempt to explain that one with the exploding soap, which essentially it's... <laughs> in that one, it's exploding soap because it's made of nitroglycerin, which is one of the key ingredients for dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I bet you didn't expect this episode uh, in talking about Zoro to be so school workish. Like we cause we're talking a lot about history. Well, that's the thing. It is this two movies involve a lot of history. I think that's the best way to understand them though. I think yeah. you can also see them as just regular action movies, but you will understand them better if you know part of the history. Yeah, I love that. Of course, the gold mine is, of course, called El Dorado because that's just the go to name for anything involving gold, Spanish gold. Well, also, Roto El Dorado maybe came out in 97, 98. Dreamworks? Maybe. Oh, actually, no, it came out uh, later. Oh, really? Yeah. But what also is the problem with El Dorado is that a lot of peasants and and children are used mm-hmm. as the labor. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of uh, DreamWorks movies, um, reminded me of Prince of Egypt a little bit with those slaves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we saw Three Finger Jack. He's alive. And he is stupidly just going down a mine shaft with a pickaxe. Kind of, I don't know. I guess he just knew he was dead already. And Captain Love, he just shoots him right in the chest with a revolver. Yeah. And I love the entire time that Alejandro is trying his best to remain stoic mm-hmm. and in character, his Bruce Wayne incognito mm-hmm. as, you know, the wealth as Don Alejandro. But we see cracks of that. And Captain Love is also just like, because he said, I need you to meet with me before. By the way, here is this hand of the three finger jack and your brother's head, Joaquin's jar. head. Yeah, he in a in a jar in preserved jar and he's just like you won't take a drink from that and then yeah alejandro's like you are a sick man because yeah, it's that is alcohol right it is yeah and he ac- basically ac- accuses him of being the other brother without directly saying it uh-huh he's but he goes no matter what you are more than you appear to alejandro and then we see uh, anthony hopkins uh, de la vega meeting with elena and Elena is petting her uh, her horse. So I was like, uh, you look like your mother. And Elena's like, did you knew her? I was like, yes, I lost a daughter. But when I see you, I see her. And then she's like, have we ever met Bernardo before? And I was like, uh, your voice sounds so familiar. Because she remembers when he was telling stories to her when she was a baby. And then... Okay, so it's the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Back to Star Wars, I guess. See, yes. And then... We see that Elena goes to the market and then a random woman speaking in native tongue. She says, I was like, I remember you because I was your nanny and you were the son and daughter of De La Vega. And so the, the daughter of De La Vega and, and Elena De La Vega. And I was like, she's like, but no, no, Esperanza. I, Esperanza De La Vega and Don, I forgot his first name, but he's Diego. Vega Diego De La Vega. And so I was like, and I was your nanny and she's, and but I was raised in Spain. I was like, how? And so, you mean all my life was a lie? Mm-hmm. It's again, it's the Prince of Egypt moment where he, where she learns that she's not Hebrew or she's Hebrew. <laughs> in, in this case, uh, she's a De La Vega. Yeah. Her father is not actually her father. So what does she go do? She uh, goes twist, technically. Telenovela twist goes to the stables. Where we also saw um, Alejandro is just like I gotta do something, and then that's mm-hmm. when Diego's like, "You're you're ready, yeah. Here, here's a mask. Let's get you suited up properly in your uh, prime bat suit." Yeah, he gets the suit until half of the movie, like exactly like in Batman Begins too. He has an unnecessary cape, a cool mm-hmm. sombrero, and it's all black, mm-hmm. all of it, and. It's not lost on me that at the beginning of this movie, he looked exactly like Inigo Montoya. Or when he when he gets his first trim, he looks like Inigo Montoya with like the big curly hair and the yeah. mustache. And then when he gets the Zorro suit, he looks like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Hmm. Or the Dread Pirate Roberts looks like Zorro. Yeah. So again, it's that full circle moment. Well, also Zorro is very Robin Hood too, if you think about it. Well, yeah, he was essentially Mexican Robin Hood. Yes. And after that, we get an incredible action scene 
up there with like the best way I could describe it is like the mummy vibes where like, it just has this feeling of fun. Yeah, It's not so taking well, itself too seriously mm-hmm. and it's just so much fun and it's great choreography. When Sauron and he's fighting Don Rafael and Captain Love at the same time. Yes. And Antonio Banderas took three months of fencing. Wow. He, he did some intense training for all this. So there was, it's actually them sword fighting as well, mm-hmm. which it's a very tricky thing to do convincingly on film and he ends up getting the map to the mine because that's the whole thing is that he doesn't know where the mine is because uh don Raphael did not show any of his other dons Mm -hmm. as well he didn't trust them that much so i liked how these enemies are not idiots Mm -hmm. unlike in the sequel We'll, we'll we'll touch upon that. Yeah, and then we see that Zoro is already escaping with the map, but then he goes to the stables, and then we see Elena. And so I was like, oh, "Please give back what you stole from my father," and she and Zoro was like, "I will not." And then he was like, oh, "You will not find me, Senorita." I was like, oh, "I have been trained since I was four years old," and they start fighting. And it is playful banter. And he kisses God. her a couple of times just to get her pissed. Mm-hmm. But she's also sort of into it. And then at the last moment, he gets the upper hand. He's just like, hold still. And we get the obvious uh, trailer obvious. moment with the, <laughs> the top. Of, her top ends up coming down. We don't see anything because the hair covers mm-hmm. it and everything. But still, and he's just like, uh, good day, senorita. Does the little hat thing mm-hmm. or the, the finger along the hat thing. And then he just walks off. And I love when Don Rafael walks, up, walks in and I was like, Elena, what happened? He was young and vigorous, father. Very vigorous. <laughs> I'm really sad this movie doesn't get talked about as much. Mm-hmm. Because it's very funny and just fun. And they don't, it's just uh, one of those great 90s We're going to sound actions. old. They don't make them like this anymore. They really don't make them like this. The, the lighting was good. The music was catchy and yeah it's very it's eerily similar to the mummy mm-hmm. like that kind of vibe so because if you're into that kind inspired of by serials yeah and if you're into those kind of movies especially mm-hmm. in the 90s mm-hmm. early 2000s this is the movie for you mm-hmm. i highly recommend it and so what happens now is they go find the workers and um before that can happen diego goes to have his revenge or just to tell elena the truth the count of monte cristo moment where he goes to tell the truth because he knows he's going to get captured Mm -hmm. and he knows he's not actually going to be able to kill Raphael, but he wants elena to know the truth and by the end of it he just goes Raphael, she knows yeah, I love how it goes because he have, um, De La Vega has Rafael by the throat. I was like, you're not the sorrow that I saw last night. I was like, many will be proud of wearing the mask of sorrow. And I'm like, bro, Chris. He said it. He yeah. said it. I was like, bring Elena. I was like, uh, tell her how her mother died. Shut up. I was like, uh, Elena, you're De La Vega. And then Elena... Elena Fine, remembers the story, and I was like, Yes, I already know because the father was still lying, but then she remembered the story of the old woman. She was like, uh, 
someone told me about you. And I was like, your name is not Bernardo. You're Don Diego de la, de la, de la Vega. And then she's about to kill uh, the Don Diego, but Elena immediately defends him. I was like, please don't do it, father. And so they send Diego to jail. Yep. And as that happens, Alejandro is on his way because mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm not going to go. I'm retired. I taught you everything you need to know. Good luck with that. And by the way, mm-hmm. if you run into Captain Love, which is your revenge plot, mm-hmm. uh, just don't attack in anger. Yeah. That's the only thing that you don't need to do. Oh, yeah. And that ropes course that you did that seemed unnecessary at the time, it's going to come back in one moment. <laughs> it's going to save your life. Trust me. But what happens is they end up going to the mine and then we get our awesome third act where a lot of stuff happens. A lot of uh, maneuvers happen, but essentially what, what it boils down to is they get rid of the minions and they're trying to save the prisoners because captain love said, we got to leave no witnesses behind. No witnesses. Mm -hmm. And I like that Don Raphael is just like, what about the women and children? And Doc Captain Love is like, no witnesses. Mm -hmm. And he's just sort of, he's very apprehensive to that. He's like, all right, fine. And then we get the final Diego and Raphael fights, as well as Captain Love and Zorro fights. Mm -hmm. And it's it's done in a mine shaft, so they use a lot of pulleys and a lot of different levels, like going through the all of different levels to fight off. But I love that Don Rafael and and Don Diego are technically fighting on the top, and Captain Love and Zoro are fighting in all of the levels of the mine. Yes, and another thing that we didn't uh, mention is that Zoro is very much acrobatic. Mm-hmm. So Batman gets a lot of his acrobatics as well from him. So there's a lot of flips. There's a lot mm. of gymnastics involved. It's really cool. And yes, when you see Puss in Boots, it's just Cat Zorro. He yes. does the uh, sword with the initial thing. I was saying that maybe there could be a Zorro sequel when Zorro has to face death. Well... Yeah, that basically. Cool. Or we can get Puss in Boots meets Zorro, and they're both Ooh. played by Antonio Banderas. That that would be a crossover that I want to watch. That would be cool. But there then... was um there was a supposed crossover movie between Zorro and Django from Django Unchained. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been cool if Jamie Fox just comes up with his revolvers with Zorro. They would have made some awesome, like, 360 camera action Mm -hmm. shot. Like, one uses a sword, the other uses guns. It it would have been cool. That's an interesting uh, pairing. Mm -hmm. What does happen is that Captain Love, he attacks in anger and ends up impaling himself with his own sword. Which, that's, uh, there's the phrase, um, if you impaled by your own sword, is essentially... Um, your ego cost will cost you everything. Mm-hmm. And this case, it's literal. Yeah, because especially because Captain Love is already like dangling by one of the elevators, and yes, which is uh, Alejandro saved himself because he had done the ropes course. Yes, and then Don Rafael, and like uh, this is like a, I love that Don Rafael gets technically grabbed by one of the ropes that he was carrying all of the gold and the gold slips from the top. Oh yeah, and he shot uh, Diego. 
Yeah, shot, like in the yeah, arm no. or whatever. And then Don Rafael gets dragged by the by the gold, and Captain Love gets smashed by the gold, and both of them die smashing each other by the. They gold. get absolutely obliterated. Yep. Oh yeah, and they gotta save. They gotta save the prisoners as well. And I love that uh, Alejandro also takes off his mask when Captain Love is dying, so he can look him in the eye. Mm -hmm. It's such a good like. Ah, enjoy your revenge, Alejandro. But you gotta save the prisoners. Elena is is trying to save the prisoners. And then the explosion. I noticed this is only happening in the first one that every explosion has kind of like a cheetah voice, like a. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, that's a weird. Uh, sound effects choice but whatever uh it's a pretty awesome set of explosions michael mm-hmm. bay probably he masturbated to this yeah, <laughs> at some did. point before uh i don't know if this was after the rock but i think this is after the rock because rock yeah this was after the rock and he's just like he, he's just like i need this and there or they just took like the same explosions from bad boys and we <laughs> decided hey it was cool there mm-hmm. but alejandro comes up and he's and diego's dying and he's like is it finished because they got everybody out as well mm-hmm. so we got the swelling music and everything and he's just like ah oh, it's such a tragedy that i just got you back and now i'm dying by the way you two i know you two like each other i'm totally okay with that i totally ship you technically all right, I'm a peace out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's now Zoro. Yeah. Then it cuts to this time Alejandro telling his child, a mm-hmm. son, who he decided to name Joaquin mm-hmm. after his brother. The the plots of the first movie. Yeah. And we get the awesome sunset, like matte painting, mm-hmm. like Gone with the Wind style. Yes. And the the passionate kiss. And I love how he just walks off into the sunset like, my life is good. Because Mm -hmm. now him and Elena are married. They have a son. He's got a family. He's got a sweet hacienda. which is the 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 De La Vega hacienda. Mm -hmm. And literally, like you said, storybook ending, the doors close. And then we just see three slashes of the flaming Z. Mm Mm-hmm. Just pew, pew, pew. and that's the mask of Zorro. What a good movie! What a fun movie! Is are there is there stuff that doesn't make sense? Absolutely. It's a little long. I will not deny it. It's a good movie, but it's like two twenty. Yeah, it, it drags a little bit towards yes. the end, but it's got a pretty good pace for the most mm-hmm. part. Legend of Zorro, however, Ooh. which was the sequel that came out seven years later. The curse of doing a sequel too late. Yes. Yes. And once again, oh, we forgot about the director, Martin, Martin Campbell. Campbell, who did. Oh, you know what? You know who was going to direct Mask of Zorro? Oh, cool. For a long time, Robert Rodriguez. Oh. This is the perfect transition from last month where we did a whole Robert Rodriguez month. Yeah, he was attached to do Zorro for a long time. That and, will, I'm pretty sure Salma High will have been the, the Lena character. Oh, for sure. This movie was been going on since 1996 at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sean Connery was cast. But yeah, Rodriguez was the one that brought Banderas into the role. 
And then Connery got replaced by Hopkins. And, you know, we got the movie that was made. But yeah, Legend of Zorro, however, is very much. it. It's trying to capture lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's well directed. Because Martin Campbell did it. It was very well directed. Because we also forgot to mention Martin Campbell directed one of the best James Bond's movies with uh, Goldeneye. And Casino Royale. With and Casino Frank. Royale. He directed two of the best Bond movies. Mm-hmm. But he also did Green Lantern. So, ah, that movie. Ooh, we're never going to cover that one, by the way. Season 7. Maybe. <laughs> but I think the problem with this movie is the script. The yes. Roberto Archie and Alex Kurtzman team. Ah, well, first Kurtzman. Our Kurtzman and Archie team. <laughs> you might know them for rebooting Star Trek, trying to reboot and Transformers, and Amazing Spider-Man, trying to remake the Mummy, and the well, yeah, that's right, the first Amazing Spider-Man, I think. No, they did both. Oh, they did do both, and. Obviously, you see a pattern here. Is they have good ideas. They have kernels of good ideas mm-hmm. in there. They're just not executed well. And the problem with this movie is we're not even going to bother going through the plot because it's so convoluted. There's too much. Hey, it would take it would take an hour and a half just to get through it. But at least there's no magical blood. No. Here <laughs> we get ex- exploding dynamite soap. The bad guy from a Knight's Tale playing a Frenchman for some reason. You you recently saw No, you recently saw him in old. Yeah, he was the other guy. The doctor. His name is, his, his name is Rufus Sewell. Mm-hmm. And also a Pinkerton agent, one of them played by Ben Linus from Lost. <laughs> with ridiculous facial hair. And Carlitos from Under the Same Moon. Yes, this was before Under the Same Moon. He yeah. plays a older Joaquin. I love that kid. Mm. Really. And now he's done a bunch of... He went back and did a bunch of stuff for Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just a little bit older than I am, which is weird to think about. And again, uh, music by James Horner, once mm-hmm. again. Produced by Amblin, as well as TriStar. And... It didn't make as much money. The problem is also that I guess something happened with... I guess Catherine Zeta-Jones and Antonio Banderas couldn't capture the chemistry again because they're not as uh, good. I think the problem is not... The chemistry, yeah, it, it doesn't feel nothing because they were barely together though in the movie. That's true. That's why. Um, I remember when that movie came out, a lot of people people criticized uh, the the Carlitos, the Joaquin character. I was like, he was not that bad. I think the problem no. with the movie, no, the problem with the movie is there's too much plot in this movie. There's too many ideas, and they don't flesh them out long enough. And the one main idea that they have, they totally backtrack on Elena's character. Mm-hmm. They make her almost useless in a sense. Like, where was that badass fighter from the first one? Oh, yeah. Or the one that knew the sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Here she just sort of like throws things, literally throws things at the wall just to make sure and hopes they stick. 
And Antonio Banderas has, uh, well, Robert Pattinson totally stole the haircut from the Batman from Antonio Banderas in this movie. Yes. And, um, he is noticeably older as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is technically 10 years later, and we see that Zorro has been Zorro for 10 years. He's a seasoned Zorro. He has a bad signal that he gets called by a bell three times. Five. Five times, sorry. Yeah, five times. And Le Joaquin doesn't know that his father is Zorro. That's one of the So yes, little, I guess in this case now, Tim Drake. Yes. And um, the whole plot of this movie is that California is going to be inevitably brought into the union yes, even the though US. the actual date of california being brought into the union is inaccurate mm-hmm. but it is true that a lot and yeah california has a high you know mexican population mm-hmm. that's why i mean you and i both know that there is a lot of spanish that is spoken yes there. and it's it's kind of cool. It's it, like I said before in the beginning of the episode. That in Florida mm-hmm. are the two, and they're also the two most expensive places to live in the United States, or two of the most expensive places. California and, we'll, and being, both places have Disney, and both places have Disney. <laughs> but um, Rufus Sewell is this count, this French count, who runs essentially the Illuminati. Yes, the Knights of Aragorn, that they want to destroy the world by technically giving nitroglycerin from soaps to contribute to the Civil War for the North to win. No, for the South to win. For the South to win, sorry. Because there's still some... Yeah, because the Civil War hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but it's about to happen. It's about to happen, and... There is a Confederate general that wanted uh, California not to be a state and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he has this. The Knights of Aragorn are just these European leaders that want to maintain control over the world and see America as a threat. They're the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But Elena is also forced to divorce uh, Alejandro. By Ben Linus and yeah, these two Pinkertons, they f- they blackmail her into divorcing, and he just becomes a wreck, and it totally undoes his entire character arc yeah. from the first film. It's it's dumb. It's just used for padding. He becomes a drunk, all of and a sudden. deadbeat dad as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joaquin loves Zorro, of course. You know, Even the though irony. He, does, he doesn't figure out that that's his own father. And Tony Amendola is in this movie again, except he's playing a different character. He's playing this dick teacher. But Joaquin also, he has the fantasy of just, he has his Zorro moment, which I liked I'm that. That was cute. Teacher. I, that yeah, was and then cute. Alejandro comes and he's just like, Joaquin, mm-hmm. are you all right? What are you doing? And he's just like, Papi? Papi? <laughs> Or it's weird. Sometimes they speak Spanish. Sometimes they don't. And I like there. There is one scene I do love is when uh, he saves Joaquin. I love and that he's, scene. Yeah, and he, he he's telling him speak in Spanish, and so they both get to speak in their native tongue. This is a problem that I have with both movies. 
And you also brought it up that there's a lot of actors that they don't resemble the culture. I think the movie would have been a little better if the movies would have tried to would have been at least fifty percent Spanish and just put in subtitles to make it more into in the environment. Or hell, they could have just been all Spanish and it would have been fine. And also, we have talked about this for years that if they do a Zorro reboot, it should be Diego Luna. Yes. Yes. And I can want to put this in the air because we talked about this recently. Of but like, I don't know anymore because Diego Luna is, you know, he, he's not super young either. I mean, he's almost 50. You can say that Zorro... You can say that... And Diego Antonio Banderas a- was already, like, almost 50 at that time. True. But you can say that Zorro is, a, is, the, is an older Joaquin... And he's helping. Well, I mean, the obvious choice would be Sholo uh, Mary Duana, who's Blue Beetle, Miguel from Cobra Kai. Ooh. He'd be a good young Zorro. Or just any unknown, really. Yeah, you can get an unknown. But I would love to see Zorro in like, the Mexican Revolution, in, like in the 1910s. That would be interesting. That would be cool. And uh, yeah, just some everything you think is going to happen just happens. Again, we're not really going to, no. in a rare. Uh, show events. We're not going to recap the entire no, plot. Also, like I said, and I, I will dare, because remember that we talk about dare a director to do something different? I dare you, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, make a Zorro movie. He'd make a pretty awesome... That'd be a very serious Zorro. But it would be interesting. You will not deny it. It would look amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just really cool looking about the history of this character and how it inspired other characters. And now everybody thinks, Oh, Batman. It's that, it's that history repeats itself thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in like five, 10 years or 20 years, Sora is going to be relevant again, but it's kind of like a little sad that people don't even remember these movies anymore. Not even the old ones from the sixties. Well, it's that same thing with star Wars was based on like, uh, flash Black Gordon, Gordon. Buck mm-hmm. Rogers, um, mm-hmm. Most people didn't know about Dune unless you were really into sci-fi, and Dune was mm. basically a big thing that inspired Star Wars as well. Yeah, it, and, was, it was very cultish. Yeah, until Denis Villeneuve brought it back. Most people only knew the David Lynch yeah, movie, David Lynch but movie. David Lynch infamously hates that, and he even went with the Alan Smithy name. Which, in Hollywood, if you go by the name mm-hmm. Alan Smithy, it means you don't want to be associated with it at all. And, yeah, it's it's not a great movie. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. No, but I'm pretty sure... Yeah, like, I don't know, that would be interesting. But then, I also... One of the weird things in this movie that feels sort of like... Kind of like, maybe they were trying to make this movie a little more PG... When Zoro is fighting a guy and then the guy breaks his stats, he's just like, ooh. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we see Pedro Armendariz. He's one of the governor. He's the governor of California. Well, Armendariz Jr., but yes. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people, we call him still Pedro Armendariz. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so he's still like being the governor of California. They're about to celebrate that they're... They're going to be part of the state, uh, part of the union. But then we see an American guy. I think his name was McGavis or something, that he wants to steal some votes. And I'm like, and he's also a straight up racist as well. I'm like, not topical. 
Who's like he says I was like I will do it in the name of the Lord. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Oh, McGivens was the guy's name. Yeah, he was McGivens. a dirty looking dude. I I again I don't even really want to recap this. This is it just I was moan I was it's mainly bored. It I was mainly bored throughout this entire movie. Well, I was like, when when's Well Katrice the Ghost becomes a but becomes a spy, technically. Yes, she's forced into becoming a spy. Alejandro just sits on his ass playing poker in a bathhouse. And then he becomes a drunk. Again. And then we get that random monk character that he's only there every 10 minutes. Even though he was just like, oh, he was my guardian. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. And then later in the movie, he gets shot. But, oh, no, he's fine because his cross protected him. It's an old trick that they use in. Um, where so many it's movies have done this before. Recently, Glass Onion, Mandalorian yeah. did it. A lot of westerns do it, where it's usually like a Bible or a cross or uh, something like something recently? like that. Yeah, there was always yeah. a Bible too, or like a book or something like a diary. Again, like in Glass Onion, that's what happened. It back stops the, the bullet. Three, and also Back to the Future One. Yep, it it's that it's a very old trick mm-hmm. that they use. And I was like, okay, I like that. And the action's not as good. There's some good moments, but... The, the, the train scene is really good. The yeah, train the train scene, I was very much like, are we going to see someone tied to the railroad tracks? Are we, are we really going to go this way? But uh, I did like how the fact that the fucking horse ends up inside the train car as well. At least this horse didn't die. I thought that the horse was going to die. Um, I love that. No, also, tornado. Joaquin also writes Tornado, so that, that was pretty cool too. But I also... it, it ends up to the fact that uh, the Count uh, well, f- figured out everything because Ooh. his one knife wielding henchman, he killed the Pinkertons and he. Ah, and, and, and Lena took Easter Pigeon by mistake. I was like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, yeah, it's your pigeon that you will sell the gasset to Ben Line. And she's like, oh, no. By the way, they're over there, and yes, I know that you're still in love with your husband. Which, by the way, I know he's Zoro because remove his mask, remove his mask in front of Joaquin, and Joaquin's like, "What, Dad?" No. Even and also, there's a stupid thing where he's just like, or he's about to slit his throat with a big ass knife, and it's like, "No, no, no, not in front of Joaquin." And it's like, "Okay, but why did he have to take him away to another place?" Why didn't he just wait until they were out of eyesight and then do it? Blood reasons. Yes, that's why. These villains are stupid. Yeah. And unlike the first movie, these are really stupid people. The the McGavin's guy when he gets killed by the little drop of nitroglycerin, that was pretty funny, though. It should have been bloody, though. His scream was unbelievably bad acting. Yeah. Like, it was a... It was again a wily coyote uh, cartoon, and I expected it to have acme plastered on the side of it. But uh, we do get the pretty awesome train sequence. The ending fight is not that bad, but um, and the villain tied up to the front of the train and, and ends up exploding by by rocks and explodes by the nitroglycerin. I'm like, okay, that was cool. <laughs> no, though, those were bars of the the. The no, the nitroglycerin was already melted in the wine bars, in the wine bottles. I forgot about the wine bottles. Yeah, all of the wine bottles, they had the, the nitroglycerin. Very 
uh, risky. Mm-hmm. And he was going to stop California from being ratified. But it's like, okay, but it's still going to be ratified. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And the fact that I love that, yeah, Zorro is basically Batman because he's just there as a witness. And then they're like, yeah, next now to we're the Americans. Yeah, yeah he's next to the governor. I'm like, isn't he a vigilante? Isn't he? Are they trying to catch him? But I mean, I said, he's lying. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's again, it's that Batman thing where they're like, no, nah, he, he's for the people. So it's mm-hmm. fine. And then uh, there's the original uh, ending where Elena and Alejandro renew their vows. And then, oh, duty calls. But this time, mm-hmm. now we all know. And it's now a family event. But there's actually an alternate ending Ooh, as well. I think I knew this. What is yes. the alternate ending? Uh, the alternate ending is that it's an older Joaquin and he carries on the, or it's a deleted scene on the film's DVD features. Um, but what happens is that Joaquin is older and he takes up the mantle of Zorro as his parents are now older or as old as Antonio Banderas and mm-hmm. Catherine Zeta-Jones could look like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Just look on as he continues the legacy. Ah, but they did the ending. original ending because they opted, hey, we could do more sequels, mm-hmm. which never happened. They never happened. For a good reason. Yeah, I was mainly, I was very bored with this movie. That's the main Yeah, problem. this movie, I was bored, but I was a little entertained too as well. But this movie is not as bad as other bad movies. Yeah, it's not. It's just standard. It's very blah. It's not Morbius. It's not Morbius. It's not so bad. It's memorable, but it's it's just so forgettable. Like you watch it and then you just forget about it five seconds later. It's a Redbox movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine if you just want something on in the background. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was doing some. I was doing some cleaning over here while while I was watching the movie, though. Well, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. So, I will give the first movie. We'll give it an eight. It's a really good movie. I'm gonna also give Mask of Zorro an eight. I own this movie. I proudly mm-hmm. own this movie, and I will show anybody if they want to know what a '90s blockbuster is. Yeah. This is up there. It's that the Mummy. And definitely, even though it's not the 90s, mm-hmm. next week, I know Raul has been looking forward to this ever since the inception of yes. the podcast. He's been wanting me to watch one of these movies for so long, and I put it off for so long that now it's going to be two movies that I have watched. And we have a thing where I watch one thing that he says... He watches something that mm-hmm. I recommend, so it's that whole thing. So now it's time to pay the piper. I will. Yes, and now this will be, as Han Solo said, that's too yo me. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we also got to rate uh, Legend. Legend, I will give it a five and a half. Three. Wow. I, didn't, I did not like it. It was very boring. Damn. That's one of the lowest you have ever done. Yeah, no, I just, I was very, coming off of Mask of Zorro, it's a big letdown. Yeah, that's true. Well, Addy, it's not just a big letdown, letdown like Dumb and Dumber 2. We don't talk about those kinds no. of movies. Or Son of the Mask. 
<laughs> it's funny that we haven't talked about the mask. It is not going to be one of the movies that we talk about. Well, mm, next week, what are we doing, Raul? What double feature are we doing? A McG classic, Charlie's Angels and Charlie McG classics, classics. Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels full throttle, baby. Oh yeah, it's going to get very girl power episode. Yeah. Even though, um, we will not have any guests i don't think no. we haven't done guests in a while i should probably get somebody but we're both just busy and mm-hmm. yeah and he's um, doing a lot like in bodies 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 yeah and but next week we're going to continue with the sexy fun action movies hopefully um the hopefully i don't think was great the chat. i have seen the first one but it's been a while and i've never seen the second one I hope it's not overhyped, so just tune in for that. But until then, where can the good people find you, buddy? Oh, I just, I'm so, I'm going to be so interested to see his reaction to the second one. But you can find me as always at RoboBearRDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RoboBearRDC. Please follow the podcast and SYNS pod on Twitter. If Twitter is still standing, then please give us a nice review on Apple, Spotify, and the other ones. I just want to see Billy's reaction to Demi Moore's. Evil monologues in full throttle is going to be amazing. <laughs> you mean at the observatory? Ah, yes. Which we have been to, by the way. Yes, I did tell you that. But you can follow me on Twitter and letterboxed at Master of Puns 196. Mm-hmm. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing, uh, n- no words are capitalized. And you can also follow our main show twitter at sys pod as well as give us a five star and just write a review on apple podcasts as well as listen to us on google stitcher spotify soundcloud anchor wherever podcasts can be listened to and as always see you next summer